Okay, Chris. Uh, we had this discussion just just yet, uh, just like recently uh, about the webinars, and we had this like uh, really really eye-opening discussion. Like, why webinars are not so not like they're not always like so good format for like from from the learning perspective. So, could you? open up the whole idea of why webinars uh, has their own like problems and the hurdles and 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 stuff like that so what you mentioned just just recently yeah yeah sure i mean i think first of all let's just say like stop stop doing webinars um i think i think we're uh we're really flooded with them these days i i'm sure that most people have the same experience i could barely open up like my linkedin or something without seeing hey register for our webinar and you know i get why that's the case people want to connect people want to speak directly to people the idea of live is really nice but it sort of loses some of the specialness right when i see them every day uh it, they're they're less appealing it's less of a special event uh, and i just think in the in the sort of media environment we live in that it's it's kind of incompatible with what a lot of people want uh, and a lot of the ways that we're accustomed to getting information. Uh, and and maybe the the thing that's underlying this is if we just think about the idea of doing something live, you have to have the time for that. Uh, so especially while we're dealing with global audiences, that might be when people are asleep, that might be when they have other meetings, that might be when it's just inconvenient, or you might be asking them to give up their free time. Those are all kind of big asks if, you know, you just want to engage and, and uh, you're asking them for their attention. I don't think it's that people don't want the information. I just think that the, the format is inconvenient, largely. Yeah, I, I, and I think like it's, it's more or less kind of like a marketing tool. It's not like a yeah. learning tool. So I think it's, it could be like a good intro for some topics, but in many cases, it's like, repeating itself it's telling the same story every company we in the same industry are telling the same same stories and same webinars and uh, maybe it's not that useful for for like where you should put your time and where you should invest your time when you want to learn something yeah yeah that's a really uh, another really good point there's a big um difference that i think is often overlooked and that's the difference between information and knowledge and information mm. is just out there. It's information, it's data about X topic. Um, uh, whereas knowledge is is actually something that we all create, and that's taking information and turning it into something valuable. And when we want to uh, create knowledge, uh, there are other things we need to do. People are not passive. Um, we don't we don't learn things or generate knowledge in passive ways. So while you can get information sitting and listening to someone, if you actually want them to take something away, if you want them to have something useful, um, we have to take some other steps to to create that that knowledge um, to bridge that knowledge, information knowledge gap, and that usually means some way of uh, interacting with the ideas with the information it can be through discussions 
Um, it can be through Q and A's, and this is this is another sort of um, challenge of the webinar. Like Q and A's are great, but they often run out of time. Um, and you know, I'm sure we've also all had the experience where there might be a really good point raised at, let's say, the beginning of a webinar, and you have a really good question, but 45 minutes later, when the Q and A answers, uh, unless you were diligent with your note taking. And even then, it might be hard to sort of shift gears back to this other idea. So if you were to switch webinars into something like a micro course, uh, you can use all the same content, you can use a lot of the same format, but you give people the opportunity to engage with it at their pace, at a time that's convenient. And you free them up to ask the questions, reflect on ideas in that moment when the idea is presented. And I think that's like really one of these critical moments when we're talking again about information into knowledge. When there's that inspiration that you want to ask something, you want to know more, that should be seized upon. That's the sort of uh, the golden ticket when it comes to turning information into knowledge. Somebody wants to do something and that motivation is what's gonna help them bridge that gap, internalize that information and apply it elsewhere. Yeah. And are you seeing like that, let's say that you are, you, you mentioned that you, you, you would like turn those webinars into courses. So do you see that it's more valuable for the, whoever wants to, have that knowledge or like maybe produce that knowledge for, for herself, uh, is it more useful to use that one hour time, what you're using to webinar, just that you're going, going to some course and having the material consumed by that way, how, how it's like different, uh, different compared to webinars or how you're seeing it? Uh, well, I mean, the way that people will engage and interact with it is different. I think we've touched on that a little, like in terms of their own time, their own pace, their own kind of thing. But when it comes to, let's say, the person making it, is it more valuable for them to put the effort into the webinar or making a sort of micro course of their webinar? Um, I don't think it really matters. I think that if you if you take the right approach uh, and and you kind of have this idea to begin with, then you know, why not do both? You can have mm. the webinar for everyone who, who who's there and is ready to show up. And with a few changes, let's say like another half hour, hour of work, you can easily transform that whole webinar experience into a course experience. So all the people who couldn't drop in or who were just too tired at that point or whatever uh, can still have that, uh, you know, can still have that the option. Of, of that experience yeah yeah and i think it's it's much much easier to just like share some webinars i think good webinars are showcasing some meaningful some insightful so maybe you have like a workbook or i don't know framework what you're showcasing so you can already like share that framework or whatsoever like excel sheet on that course, what you have made, let's say like online course, and you have the materials there alongside the, the video format. So I think it's, it's faster, just like getting things done and getting the, the knowledge shared what you have there. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're doing, like I was saying, I think if you're doing the webinar, you're essentially doing all the work anyways. 
yeah. uh, that you would do to create the course. So, um, you know, why not have it as a course? And, and again, if you think, I'll just use another example of a webinar. Like, let's say we're talking about a process or something like that. Somebody's explaining how I do X, Y, and Z in these steps. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of that, and we can provide examples for people, but a lot of that, um, knowledge will be if someone like tries it or, uh, sees it. So again, the ability to pause the recording and be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go to this website and try this thing right now. And then, you know, listen to step one. Okay. Let me go back and listen to step two. And they're engaging with that information in a much more active way. So arguably, there's a lot more that you're getting out uh, and that the participants are getting out. I think like it's important that we understand that this is a two-way street as well, because when we are doing a webinar, you know, I've got my audience there of 100 people online. I don't know. Nobody has their cameras on or very few people do. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing. Um, and I don't know how clear my ideas are. As as the creator, we're always going to have this kind of bias that, of course, it's obvious, like this is clear to me and I've done my best, of course, to make it clear to others. But until it's released out there, you don't really know. And if it's released in a web webinar format, we'll never really know. But if you're doing it into this course format, then we can start getting uh, data and experience sort of based reactions. That's going to allow us to look back and say, like, hey, actually, this idea here that I thought was really clear. We had a little test on it or no one's or, or people are asking questions constantly about it. That's an indicator of, you know, well, there's something we can do here. This can be clarified. This can be improved, uh, whatever. And you don't you don't have that ability in, in a webinar. And so that's that really valuable knowledge that lets you also refine your ideas and your message uh, into a way that it really resonates and is clear with people. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 really good point. That's really good point. Have you any uh, last words for how to start or what you should think uh, when you are putting your or using your already made webinars and materials as a as a course material or mini course? Yeah, I think I I've got a couple of things here, and the first thing I'd like to do is just give the really basic overview of how you might approach something like this, because we sort of danced around the topic. So let's say you've got your webinar speech. Likely, uh, you know, there's your main topic, but within there, you're probably going to talk about three or four major points or topics or themes that like make up this topic. So. You know, if you've done your webinar recording, you've got your slides or whatever you're showing, you just look for what those major themes are whenever you switch to a new topic. That's a module. So you take that piece of video, those slides, and put them into your, your LXP or your LMS, and uh, there's module one. And you just repeat that process. You might go through, you might add um, some questions, you might add some supplemental materials, could be a list of links, could be other videos. You might want to add an assessment, but you can see that it's really just parsing out the stuff you would already do in the webinar. Just break it into smaller pieces. Um, yeah. And I guess to that end, what I would like to do in addition to this little talk that we've done 
is to look on Planet for a sort of step-by-step guide, uh, turn your webinar into a course in five easy steps. So look for that in the future. Yeah, that would be really nice to have those those insights. But hey, thanks, Chris. Uh, it was really, really eye-opening. Eye-opening Yeah, discussion. my pleasure, Santre. It's always yeah. good to do these. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.